Hi guys. Hello. Welcome back uh, to the podcast, um, Romance and Color. Um, yes, you know us by now. Another week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> another week. Another, another topic. Um, yes. How was your weekend? It was pretty good in yeah. New York City. It was, you know, the weather wasn't so great, but, you know, I think we're with snow for the most part, which is good. And now we are just looking forward to the spring coming. So, yeah, yeah. it was a low-key w- weekend, me and the kiddos. What yeah. about you? How was your weekend? It was cool. Um, I got banned on Facebook, but it's all right. <laughs> did you ever go live to talk about it? Because I missed I that. I did. I really I wanted did. to hear I all the story Instagram. behind so- that. Yeah, Darn if you all want to go, I don't want to Instagram. I, I mean, I don't want to rehash it. But if you all yeah, want to, yeah, 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 I'm gonna watch that. Instagram, yeah. y'all just go on my Instagram and 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 you can see the whole story behind why I got banned. It was yeah, so we'll it was so good. But oh anyway, I had a good weekend. The weather was good. Ran a few errands and um, mm-hmm, got out mm-hmm. in the park and and it was nice. It was really nice. So it was, it was okay, good. very nice. Mm-hmm. So. Last week, you guys, we talked about where is the love in the pandemic, and we hit a lot of different topics. Um, in the mm-hmm. hot topic, we talked about the Real House of the Atlanta Stripper Gate, uh, Neo <laughs> and Crystal having another baby, uh, Lil Boosie, um, his shenanigans, and Megan and Harry, mm-hmm. and uh, Tiger Woods, who is has is still kind of really not out of the woods. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Prayer's still going up to him. And in our topic, we talked about finding love during the pandemic, where where are good places to find love. How do you kind of maintain that love? You know, yeah, what do you do creatively yeah. uh during the pandemic? Um yeah. as far as dating as singles and stuff. And I, I feel like I learned a lot because I'm not out here in the streets anymore. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, dating. Mm-hmm, yeah. But if it was, I, I, I see now that there are a lot more options not as dire as it seems you know yeah um, and even if it being a pandemic it doesn't mean that you have to kind of be alone and wait till COVID is over quote-unquote right to meet that that special someone because we don't know when that's going to be when the world is going to return to normalcy so right. I, I appreciated that we were able to kind of talk about still finding love but in creative and safe ways I hope that people found that useful as well mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was really good. And then we talked about in reading romance, um, the Meet Cute Project by Rhiannon Richardson, very cute book. Um, mm-hmm. Also talked about um, we talked about the movies coming up, Don't Waste Your Pretty, which we'll get into um, for tonight's discussion, and the U.S. versus Billy Holiday. Um, did you watch that? U.S. versus I Billy? did watch that. I, did I watched watch that. it. I watched it too, and um, I was. Yeah. Andrew Day, uh, she she just won a, a Golden Globe for her portrayal. She sure did. I really, this is when I miss being a real ceremony, you know, because mm-hmm. I would have loved to see her on the stage. But yeah, I actually did so not excited. watch the Golden Globes because out of all the award shows, that one doesn't really keep my interest. Right. But, um, you know, in, hindsight, in retrospect, I wish I had watched her. Um, and I'll, I'll probably look at her acceptance speech because... Um, I thought she did a powerful job. I saw mixed reviews online, but I, I really enjoyed the movie. I I'm not sure if we were going to carve out time to talk about it or not, because it's not sure. so romance. There was the romance between her and the, you know, the federal yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if we talk about it a little later, I won't I won't say now. Sure. But, we, 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 we definitely can talk about it. Okay. Um, so and then in listening romance, listening to romance, our new segment, 
I brought up the song Jealous by Labyrinth. I hope you all went out and listened to that on Spotify or wherever else you stream your music. Um, so, yeah. So what are the hot topics this week, Nikini? So hot topics this week, you know, if you guys follow Real Housewives of Atlanta, then you know that Sheree Whitfield, who is one of the original cast members, though she's mm-hmm. no longer on the show, mm-hmm. um, in her last season on the show, she was dating a longtime beau who was in jail, um, who we affectionately called Prison Bay. Um, not <laughs> yeah, to be mistaken for the light-eyed Prison Bay. Was that the dude's name, that light-skinned dude, Prison yep. Bay also? Yep, well, anyway, Sheree had the original Prison Bay, right? Yeah. She had the original, um, a.k.a. Tyrone Gilliams. He's 55 years old. And he was basically given 10 years for wire fraud. And um, he allegedly, well, not allegedly, he went to prison for it, but he was accused of stealing more than $5 million from investors, sentenced sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2013. But he was released three years early for good behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now he basically has to be at a halfway house um, in uh, in Pennsylvania for now. And then after that time, I guess, you know, he's going to... Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Last update, they were in Philly enjoying some Philly cheesesteaks. He'll be released from the halfway house um, soon. Mm -hmm. Um, He faces up to three years of supervised release um, in the halfway house, but he could also get out there early for good behavior. So I guess for now, Sheree will visit her boo back and forth. So, and then he also has to pay five million dollars in restitution, um, which I'm not sure how he's going to get that money. Oh my I mean, God. maybe the 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 streets are talking about maybe because she now has Prison Bay back in her life, she might be back on the show. Of course, husbands and boyfriends and partners don't get paid, so that doesn't not. really mean anything for him. I'm assuming he's not exploiting her, but you know, when the husbands get on the show, they can also launch their little businesses and do their little whatever they want to do: workout tape, Instagram mm-hmm. ads. You know, like all of the husbands. Peter, he was able to launch his little club yeah, for money allegedly. Yeah, Apollo helped Phaedra with her donkey booty stuff. And I'm sure he did his own thing, getting endorsements, you know, because right. their following grows. So they definitely are able to do their little endorsements, fashion over men and stuff. So whatever Tyrone's plan is, he does have to pay that money back. And they're mm-hmm. not talking about marriage right now, which I think is a good thing. It seems like they're kind of taking their time. And, you know, I think it's different. It's like a long distance relationship. I don't even know if she was allowed to visit, especially when COVID started. So I'm sure that they're going to use this time to maybe reconnect really get to know one another she says they knew each other for years like before he went to prison they were dating and then they stopped dating of course she was married and then they i guess they reconnected shortly before he went to prison so hopefully mm-hmm. she takes her time doesn't rush into this and um you know i mean, I mean girl he just got out of prison so it's just like yeah ooh, he's yeah yeah mm-hmm. i don't know what kind of privacy they have at the halfway house but i'm sure they have a lot of making up for lost time to do and, you know, Sheree's body's banging. She looks really oh, great. Yeah. I guess she's mm-hmm. in her, he's 55. I don't know how Sheree is. She's probably in her early 50s or maybe mm-hmm. maybe around that 54. But she looks wonderful. So, you yes, know, yes. wishing mm-hmm. them the best. And I personally would love to see Sheree back on the show. I was surprised they got rid of her. She's certainly not the only single housewife. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. across the franchises. To me, she always brought entertainment. She knew how to read you for filth. She was known as the bone collector. So she wasn't yeah. going to be all nice and passive and sweet. She was going to bring up whatever needed to be brought up. Yeah. I think that she really brings a lot to the show. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see in, in the upcoming season. 
yeah, yeah. in Atlanta Housewives. Um, of course, if you guys in the show realm, Erica Mena and Safari Samuels, who got married, they both were cast members on um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, but they kind of flirted, like didn't really have anything going on between them. She actually was originally in New York. He was in Hollywood. But they had met, they had kind of met formally on Fear Factor, started dating, got married pretty quickly, had a baby. Both were on Love and Hip Hop New York. And just mm-hmm. they recently were kind of feuding publicly and Safari being Safari and just kind of being messy and attention seeking. Wrote right. this post talking about, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Getting married was one of my biggest mistakes and it oh will never God. happen again. I'm walking away before I end up in jail over some dumb ish. Nobody mm. is worth my freedom. So that was pretty ugly. Oh. I kind of feel like he, if he felt that strongly, he could have texted that to her because those are ugly words and they would have been just as ugly. Texted to your wife, you know, this was the biggest mistake of my life. But to put it out there is just so childish. But anyway, so then she responded back publicly. Since you always run to social media like a little girl, I might as well join in. I absolutely agree with you on this. You are the most selfish, vain, and inconsiderate person. And not just with me, but your only daughter. And then they kind of went back and forth. And I guess people were kind of adding her. Mm -hmm. I guess people were adding her, giving her advice and all this stuff. And, um, you know, Erica was like, I don't run to y'all about my marriage issues so please save the energy on giving me advice I know what's what I do what's best and if I'm not the best version of myself for whatever reason that isn't fair to my kids my kids come before every and anything so you know I guess people you know people like to give their advice they figure you're a celebrity a public couple it's fair game nothing is off limits and Erica's kind of clapping back like look I don't usually run to social media to air out my Safari does that. She said, I replied to him publicly because basically he replied to me. He embarrassed me. I'm going to embarrass him back. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I did. It's interesting because Erica actually does not go posting their beefs. Safari's the first one to talk about something when he's upset, but she usually is pretty low key, you know. So, anyway, I'm sure that like every other kind of celebrity reality couple, they will be back together. And, you know, it'll probably all be all good in the hood within mm-hmm. a week or two. And for the sake of the baby, I hope they're able to figure it out. Yeah, I don't get why people just, like, air their dirty laundry like that. Just beefing. Like, if you got something to say to somebody, just go to them, you know? You don't yeah. have to do subliminals and all this Call them stuff. up. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Write it in your diary. Even call your best friend, your family. Right. I'm just like, you know someone's going to screenshot it. You know it's going to end up on the shade room or whatever, you know, it's like, it's just so, oh, goodness. And then you look so silly. Go to therapy. They need to go to therapy. Stop, stop using social media as your therapist. You need to go to therapy. And then you're upset when you get the feedback in the comments. It's just kind of like, what did you expect? People want to weigh in. You've you've given it to us publicly. So we're going to give you how we feel about it. So anyway, I hope that they are able to figure that out and sort that out, whatever it means yeah. for the baby and stuff. Because yeah. remember, they were recently on that Love and Hip Hop, not Boot Camp, but whatever that show was. Reunion or whatever. And he was saying, the re- family reunion, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he didn't want to have another baby because they both gained weight and he didn't like that or whatever. So that was, that. the guys lit into him for that. So I don't know if he's changed his sentiments, but he's talking about, I don't want to go to jail and stuff. So 
I don't know. You know, Erica's a fiery woman. She always was that way, and he knew that when he met her. So, you know, she's a firecracker is what she signed up for. They both are. Who child. Mm. Um, on another note, I thought this was kind of cute. There are some R&B singers who have candles coming out. So really? <laughs> we talked about, did we talk about Drake? There was one a couple months yeah, ago, I somebody, Drake. Right. So I don't know how that smells. I know we speculated about what that's like. <laughs> but recently, I know Keith Sweat came out with his candle line. And I also saw Jody Watley recently on, on um, Wendy, and she also came up with a, can- a candle line. So I just think it's nice. Uh-huh. Um, Keith Sweat's candles are going to be named after his his songs and his album. So, for example, there's a, there's a candle called Make It Last Forever. You know, there's one called I Give All My Love to You. And they look very beautiful and elegant, and they're pricey. They're going to cost you a pretty penny. But I have a feeling Keith Sweat's candles probably smell really good. Wonder if they have like a masculine smell or sexy, whatever that is. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm not willing yeah. to drop the money for them, but I'm definitely curious. So you guys check them out if you're interested. Don't know too much about Jody Watley. I think hers are less kind of sensuous and kind of like for your romance, romantic night in. I think hers are more kind of like just holistic peace and, kind of and spiritual. yeah, spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. I guess you can burn it for whatever purpose you want to burn it. But I think that's kind of cool that, you know, these R&B singers are doing that. So we should try to support them if we can. So she has to have one that's called make you sweat or something. <laughs> There's got to be. Not that we want to smell his sweat, but Why just that's one of his sweat. hits. My mother loved him, me, her some Keith Sweat. So, and that was like her favorite song. So. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know Tiffany Haddish, there's, there's rumors that she might oh, be pregnant with her uh, Commons child. Yep. Now, would this be her in common? This would be Common's first child as well. I know this would be oh, her first child. Common together. already has a child. This would okay, be her he has first one. child. Um, okay. He already has one, just one. Um, oh, okay. she's, she's got to be a teen, a teen, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe early twenties. Mm-hmm. And um, they say that Tiffany's pregnant. She looks absolutely drop dead gorgeous at the golden. Does gym. she look pregnant and glowing, she or she just looks glowing? And people are speculating. Beautiful. Everybody's saying that there was like a little bump that she was trying to conceal okay. in her dress, but I really couldn't tell. It was, the dress kind of looked like chain, kind of chain made. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't really tell, but she looks oh, looks mm-hmm. stunning. I mean, stunning. The the short hair is working for her. Yes, yes. It's gorgeous. She had it dyed kind of blondish red, and it, it just worked well with her skin tone and everything. She looked beautiful. Now I don't know if she is the pregnant. Oh, I'm glow. looking. She looks amazing. Doesn't she? I don't yeah. know. Pregnant glow. The cut does work for oh. her. But you know, I don't know. People always want to call some a pregnant glow. Yeah. Oh, mercy. <laughs> but the room the rumor mill is oh, that she looks great. Yeah. yeah, the rumor mill allegedly is that Common is not happy that she's pregnant. <gasps> oh um, so does he wanna kinda make an honest woman of her first? Is I don't, that what it was? I don't know. I don't or think is it that he didn't feel ready? He didn't on, you know having a child like that but i'm like well, dude there's only a few ways that, to get pregnant I know that's and that's why right. not like, it up been, so sex and blah 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 yeah. and i think they're you certainly can't depend on someone being on birth control you can't depend on someone not mm-hmm. having it you have to protect yourself so don't don't be shocked and upset but hopefully he doesn't act out yeah. But. yeah i hope so too but i think i think they'll make a night and a beautiful child I will say, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Common, who has consistently dated black women. 
Cute. Yes, he has. And a oh, variety of beautiful shades yeah. and sizes and builds. I love it. Mm-hmm, he stands mm-hmm. for us, and I appreciate that. Very well, consistent. A, maybe it came to as a shock to him. Maybe he's trying to get used to it or something like that. But I, I don't see him as the kind of guy who wouldn't come around. So I think I think it would be fine. Especially if they really like each other and are into each other. And it seems so that they weird. are. Mm-hmm. I think that the news of a pregnancy is very jarring. And that's probably at any age. Um, right. Especially at his age when he thought maybe he was done with that and he was good with mm-hmm. his teenager. And that's it. Maybe he thought he wasn't going to have any more. Um, right. I think, like you said, he'll come around and he'll even grow to love it and be so excited. And maybe yeah. his initial reaction is what people maybe are sharing. And I, I think that it is scary and it is new when you ha- haven't had a child in, you know, over a decade, it's, it's shocking and it's new. So, it's but, you know, actually our age. Yeah. She's, she's born in 1969. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so she's, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's, you know, in her forties. So she don't want to waste no time. Baby, no, she so. doesn't. And it's like, you if know. you're not the one who wants to give her the baby, then I, Tiffany, I would suggest you move on with someone who does. And I love her and right. coming together. But if she wants to have a baby, listen, our eggs are not getting any younger. Even if she were to freeze them right. today, those aren't right. fresh, youthful eggs. I right. would say if you want to have a baby later, freeze them 41-year-old eggs now, almost 42, and hope they're good eggs and, and have that baby. And, you know, but yeah, no, I, I if it's true, I am so excited I for am them. Too. And I, I am wish too. them the best. Yeah, I think yeah. Word, on the, word on the other the street allegedly also was the reason why he and Serena didn't work out was because he was trying to wife and get her pregnant. And she was like, um, dude, I'm at the height of my career. So, <laughs> so how long ago I mean, was that? That was some time. That was like five, six years ago. Or yeah, she was much younger. She was in her prime. You know what I mean? So she wasn't ready. Yeah, to bad timing coming. Yeah, so I thought they were going to Yeah, of course not. But Oh well, but you know we were like them together. She's pregnant. It's going to be beautiful. So congrats to her if that if yeah. that is true. Mm-hmm. There's still an unlikely. You know what? I love it still. Me I, too. I like it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, so Tyrese. Oh, oh he's crazy stuff. <laughs> and I don't like that word crazy because that's such an ugly word. But he just yeah. works my nerves. But Tyrese and him and his wife are estranged, mm-hmm. and her name is Samantha Lee. And she has some words for women who are interested in dating celebrities. Um, You know, she was kind of like a lot of women. I'll actually read a quote. And it was a long video. I thought it was actually interesting. I didn't hear anything that was shocking or new. But I felt it was good for her to put it out here. Because I think a lot of women are kind of delusional about this. So this is on women wanting to date celebrities coming up, wanting to come up. You know, you see it all the time, women looking for a baller, Mm. an athlete, a rapper or whatever, because they want a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And there's even like little TikTok videos of how to meet an A-list, you know, celebrity, how to meet a ball player, how to get them to DM. And these are girls giving real advice on how to do it. Very interesting (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of girls. I'll have to try to send you some because me and my my coworker we we share them because it's so just so funny to me and it's like oh, good yeah. advice basically like to really get them to to inbox you or whatever. Mm. Anyway, so she says I think a lot of women want a certain type of notoriety and being with a certain guy. The interview her interviewer had asked her, "Do you think that women should seek celebrity men to date them? Why or why not?" So she said, "No." I think a lot of women want to date a certain type of guy. They want a certain type of notoriety and being with a certain guy. 
And that's not where your worth comes from. That's not where your validation should come from. Your worth should come from God and God alone. It doesn't matter who you're with. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. We, We know that and we agree with that. So she goes on. I think women make a lot of, I think women make a lot of athletes and entertainers. You know, they make a lot of them, she said, and they want to be with a certain kind of guy. You got it. You know, she, she, they see these are these are like these high value men. And she says, I'm not saying these guys are bad guys, but you also have to understand these guys are self-made men. So there's a lot of women that want these men. There's a lot of women that want them. And she said, at the end of the day, these men are accustomed to getting their way. Um, they've kind of made their way. They've become these celebrities, you know, by this hard work and really just being self-motivated. And so they are used to getting used to being able to pick and choose who they want. And they're able to do whatever they want because there are so many women who are after them. And she said, a lot of the women go into the situations kind of naive, like, Hey, I want this kind of guy because, you know, yeah, I can fall in love with a rich man as, as easily as a poor man. But with this rich man, he'll fly me around and we'll do his private jet and I'll get the Birkin bags and the whole lifestyle. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'll love him and he'll love me. And we'll basically ride off into the sunset. And she's like, you know, so these women want this kind of guy, not understanding that because these guys are the pick of the litter, at least in their head, they're not going to put up with things that a normal guy would put up with. She said, you're going to find that you're the one who has to settle and compromise and work things out within yourself, you know, and if there's any problems in the relationship, she said, you're going to be the one doing the sacrificing. You're going to be the ones doing the compromising. And you can't expect that like an average guy, they're going to meet you halfway and be willing to compromise and meet you. They're going to be like, oh, you don't like this, then you don't have to deal with it. Goodbye. And she mm-hmm. was kind of like, I'm not saying every celebrity male is like that, but she said the majority are like that. You can't right. go into a situation Chris Brown, you know, he's single now. Him and Karuchi broke up. He's not with his child's mother. I'm going to meet him in the club as an average woman, and we're going to have this relationship, and it's going to be great like it would be with Joe the Butcher or what? Joe the Tradesman because Chris Brown doesn't – so this is kind of common sense, but she was just kind of – she doesn't think a lot of women think that the relationship is going to be like that, so they're shocked when they don't – when they're kind of realizing that this guy doesn't compromise, that he is going to do whatever, that you do have to close one eye to it if you're going to stay in the relationship. She said a lot of people bring up Russell Wilson as an example of someone who puts his woman on a pedestal and treats Sierra right and doesn't behave that way. And he probably is willing to. She said, but you guys have to remember, Russell Williams met a celebrity, too. Yeah, you know, Sierra. Yeah, yeah. Sierra's his equal. Was B-list. Yeah. So she, he says she, he knows her worth. He knows what he she got. She's not a regular Jane Schmain, Joe mm-hmm. Schmo on the street. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he did have to step up his game and he does have to behave because in a way they're equally yoked. So he's not going to mm-hmm. treat her like her name is just Jane Doe. And mm-hmm. she said, and I'm not, she said, I don't know Russell from a can of paint. She's a really mm-hmm. nice guy. So it's not like he would meet average Jane Schmain on the treat her like trash and do whatever right. and expect her to right. Right. compromise. She was like, Russell might be a great guy who might be one of the unicorn celebrity men who does meet you <laughs> and put how we see, I guess, um, what's the basketball player's name? Who's but they met in college. So that's not a good example. Stephen Curry and Aisha, they met young. So they kind of worked together and threw into celebrity together. So mm-hmm. she was just like, but anyway, Russell met another celebrity. So they are equally yoked. So anyway, I just, it was an interesting video. Mm-hmm. I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. She was keeping it a buck and, you know, it was cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah girl. Yeah. But anyway, so 
that was pretty much it in hot topics and stuff. Okay. That's what's all going on this week. And okay. I'm not even gonna recap the TI tiny stuff because we've been following that. Uh, let's not. Let, it's still let, looking let's not. Yeah. We'll we, we'll revisit it when maybe something major has happened. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So we're gonna take a break and come back and talk about this week's topic. We're gonna review Don't Waste Your Pretty, which is on TV one this weekend. Come back, join us. folks we are back and so this week is going to be a little special we're going to talk about uh don't waste your pretty which was a movie on tv one this weekend we were so excited to uh see uh demetria lucas who we both uh follow and admire mm-hmm. and enjoy mm-hmm. um a writer a podcaster uh she wrote and, and was an editor at essence for many many years and, and many other publications but um mm-hmm. I, we, I just really appreciated her kind of straightforward talks and her Ask Demetria um, yes. um, little things that she used to do and stuff like that. She has a very engaging uh, social media presence and stuff like that. So if you don't know who Demetria Lucas is, that's kind of the tea on her and who she is. But her book, uh, Don't Waste Your Pretty, um, it's like a manual, not really a manual, but mm-hmm. sort of like a, a guide to, you know, you know, living your best life and not wasting your basically wasting your time while you're in your yeah of who you are um and And that's what i was going to ask you what does don't waste your pretty mean to you because i feel like people interpret it in different ways and i think that's okay yeah Um, i think it should be interpreted in different ways it's not as i think it initially sounds like your physical pretty it can be physical beauty but Mm -hmm. like you said don't waste your time don't waste your life don't waste your resources Mm -hmm. don't it could be don't waste your juiciest years Mm -hmm. you know on the wrong person in mm. the wrong setting on the wrong yeah. friends and the wrong career yeah. and just kind of, or your, your pretty could also be your purpose, your life. If you're not doing what you know is your purpose, then you're kind of wasting your time and you're going to get stuck and you don't want to have regrets. So I really like that title as a metaphor for not kind of just wasting you, you know? Yeah. So the movie pretty much capture all of those things, those type of sentiments, not just a romantic, Thing, but you yeah. know, wasting your time and life and energy on something that doesn't mean anything to you anymore. That yes, you. Your so, pretty is your energy, your aura. Yeah, Don't waste yeah, yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So I was so excited to see that again. You can pick her book yeah. up anywhere on Amazon, mm-hmm. wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cast—they had a very diverse cast. I love yes, seeing all the sizes of black folk in this movie. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. Carrie Hilton who was playing Micah. Did such a great um, job. I enjoyed that. Businesswoman who felt like she didn't have time for love and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's had all these terrible relationships and she was a little kind of buttoned up and, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. not really conservative, but just kind of, you know, straight laced. And she really, yeah, really, she was a little, a little anal. Like I think yeah. some of us have care a little of Micah in us. Remember, she kept yeah. like a little database when she did decide mm-hmm. to finally do her little online dating and she wanted to keep to it organized. That. I think that her friends, friends were kind of clowning her for it because I think that was a bad idea. If you're going to dive into the dating world, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but mm-hmm. if you're going to dive into the dating world and, and try to balance 10, 11 guys, why not have a little database? They don't have to know about it with the little stats and career and, and notes. Shoot. I thought maybe because you and I have that little 
bit of like, you know, we're deep too, but and organized. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, that's brilliant. But pe- yeah. people chuckled at that. Yeah. But I, go ahead. So look, I did that when I was when I was, you know, See, to me that helps keep it efficient. It does. Yeah. It does. And so Micah has a twin brother named Michael, played by the also oh gorgeous Roderick Williams, um, yeah. who is so just, handsome. Just the, I, as as you know, I'm a romance writer, and he was the mm-hmm. absolute we call perfect cinnamon roll character. This kind of tough guy on the outside, but so sweet and soft and everything gooey, ooey, yes. inside. He was that yes. all of those things. And, and I love like, that they were that they were twins. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're twins. And they, they, I think they had lost their mom. But Deborah Joy Wines, yes. who was a friend, her mother was kind of their adopted mom. Um, yes. So Deborah Joy Wines yes. played a cafe owner. If you don't know who Deborah Joy Wines is, you're living under a rock and you didn't watch Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. Um, but, baby, that's charity yeah, now, honey. Charity from Greenleaf, who I was had them titties out. And so um, we <laughs> love to hate her and, lo- and hate to love yes, her, but that was yes, charity. Yes, charity. And so she's from the I same. know she had a gorgeous body and had the pressing ass. Love her. She always oh, gorgeous. And so, yeah, um, yeah. you know, she looks so beautiful and radiant in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real, real looking. A different yeah. look for her, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Different, different from Greenleaf, I mean. I don't know I who the real, you know, Deborah Joy is. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I saw more- her as Charity on Greenleaf for so long. So it was yeah. refreshing to see her in this more kind of natural. Yeah. Um, Which I think is her, her yeah, much I, every day. You know what I mean? I think I, she looked yeah. more like that. Yeah. Than Charity. Yeah. 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 So she was their friend, Janae, and she owned a cafe. And she had recently, well, not recently, but she had been divorced about two years and she was still kind of three holding years on, ago. Yeah, holding on to that pain. Yeah. yeah. The pain really seemed felt. fresh for her. And we learned yeah. that she never really sought out therapy, counseling. Mm-hmm. She was so mm-hmm. warm and, 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 and full of in the movie was very bubbly, very happy, very sweet, but she had a lot of pain inside. And I think that was illustrated when she had the conversation with her close girlfriend, um, Jasmine Burke, who mm-hmm. did notice that she hadn't dealt with it and who pointed it out to her in mm-hmm. the way that only a loving friend can point out to you, right. girl, you need to talk to someone, you need to deal right. with this. And right. for whatever reason, she hadn't dealt with it. And it had been three years since the divorce, but the pain still seemed very fresh and raw. Very she fresh. teared up, she lashed out. It was clearly a woman who was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though she was able to present as happy and joyous on the outside, perhaps she hoped that okay, I'm not talking to anyone. I don't really want to share this pain with anyone. I can handle right. it. I got it. Right. I can, right. you know, we're strong. You know, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I, I can take care of it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm happy and bubbly and live a positive life, I'm sure that eventually I'll be able to feel happy and good inside to match right. my outside. Right. But sometimes you do have to talk about it and deal with it and figure mm-hmm. that out. And it's mm-hmm. hard to get that feedback, I think, from a friend sometimes. But mm-hmm. when it's delivered in a loving, compassionate way, it's, you know, you can yeah. receive it. You know, you yeah. can really reflect on it. And I liked how they handled it in this movie. I'm jumping mm-hmm. ahead, but we didn't see her going to, into therapy. We didn't see the process. Later on in the movie, she did reference that she did go to therapy. She did right. do the work. She's right, beginning right. to do the work. Right, and I, right. I appreciated that because we didn't, didn't need know. to see the process. Her timidly yeah. going to the therapy. We didn't need to see that. I like that she yeah. took it, digested it, and decided to do something about it. Three years yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And really the focus of the movie was on the friendships, really. Yeah, and yeah. How the friendships can help sustain you. Um, yeah. 
and then um we had like you mentioned you mentioned her friend um Jack um Jasmine Burke who played Aisha we had some LGBT representation she had mm-hmm. a partner named Ama played by Kay Singleton and they were kind of going through their own struggle we didn't get a lot yeah. of story, even though they were looked upon as like the ideal couple yeah, I also appreciate right. that nobody is perfect behind the scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were having struggles one worked yeah. too much one didn't understand the other person they were trying they were getting frustrated in this adoption process of that yeah it kind of burned me up when um oh, yeah. when her wife didn't respond to her text messages to help her with the clothing rack. Yes. But it's like I got it because her whatever her ringer was off. It just kind of made me yeah. mad because I've kind of been there before and mm-hmm. I could hear her partner's frustration. Like, what do you mean your ringer was off? I've been trying to reach you. Like, this could mess my whole thing up. It was right. good they were able to talk it through later. It came out that there was some underlying stress, like you said, about mm-hmm. the adoption process and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was it was good. I like yeah. Jasmine Burke. The last I time I saw her, I don't watch her in um what's her little series that she's in on I guess it's on own. Um, I don't watch her show. Is she in the have and the have not? She's in one I of those. Think so I don't watch Tyler Perry stuff. But <laughs> I did. I know you deal with Tyler Perry stuff. She was in a movie that I really liked, though, called Angrily Ever After. Do you that remember? Was that was on BT. Yeah. That was so cute. Was so good, I might. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find that and watch that again. I enjoyed that. That's the one where she was like a jilted bride not she yeah. had, they hadn't reached the, the um, wedding chapel but she found out yeah. her man was cheating and went viral in a really bad way yes. like, anyway yes. i think we talked about it on the podcast yes. but yes. she's so super good. cute different look mm-hmm. i almost didn't recognize her but i squinted and i said oh that's the girl yeah. have, mm-hmm. uh, angrily ever after mm-hmm. it was nice to see her in in the film mm-hmm. and she yeah. made a nice pairing with ama mm-hmm. yeah they did and then the kind of the, the comedy relief, the friend, um, the assistant was Rainy Branch. Who yeah. Played Lisa. Yeah. Um, and Lisa was kind of like the single girl. She was out yeah. of street. She was single, mingle, you know. Yeah. Had, had Modern day single on. gal, yeah. encouraging yeah. Micah to date, encouraging her to do mm-hmm. online dating, encouraging her to date many guys. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I liked her. You guys would have remembered her from being Mary Jane. She also played yeah. an assistant. She was Gabrielle yep. Union's assistant. She had sure. a curly do. And um, yep. it took me a minute and I had to keep looking like, oh my gosh, I know her voice. I know her energy. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. so familiar. Where did I see her? And she yep, was like, yep, she actually yep. wasn't her assistant. She was more like the media coach or like to kind of help yeah, fix her, yeah. like an Olivia, she, Olivia she Pope. Help yep, her get like, out of her yep, messes. Yep, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so it was nice to see her. Yeah. And so she was kind of like letting them know what the lowdown is out here in the streets with the online dating and the, yes. the meet people and everything like that. Yeah. And in the end, um, Micah meets a nice man played by Rico Ball named Jason. Mm-hmm. And Jason is a photographer and things like that. And He's Micah good looking. Oh, girl, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I know is your in that Lamont yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, like that. he was thick <laughs> yeah, and tall and brown. You know what I mean? So we was good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Roderick was definitely my speed. So we were yeah, 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 yeah. We both we kind of both yeah. It was a lot of nice eye candy for the gals and the and the uh the girls and the gals. So that yes, was yes. I appreciated that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he was a photographer and he, you know, work for Sports Illustrated and all these yeah. other people. And his job made Micah, you know, everyone was trying to set her up with him. And yeah. she was so insecure about it because she's like, I'm not a supermodel. I'm just I appreciated that because that, that's real. 
And then he was like, um, that's a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is my job. I want somebody I can yeah. you know, be with. You know what I, I mean? like when he said, because what he really loved about his job was the traveling element yeah, and yeah, just being yeah. able to see the world. And I really <laughs> like when he said, I would be just as happy if I could photograph baby giraffes if I got to go to Bali or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the women and Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated shoot mm-hmm. in Bali. It's about being there. Yeah. Even if I'm filming, you know, recording a still shot of the cathedral in Bali. I'm mm-hmm. traveling and I'm getting exposed to a new world and culture and that's what's dope. So right. I, I like that answer. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, again, yeah, so overall the, the plot was kind of the intersecting plot of, you know, Carrie Hilton trying to get out there and Carrie yeah. Hilton and Micah trying to get out there and you know, see yourself, um, you know, get out there and see what's out there as a single woman, working woman, professional mm-hmm. woman. And mm-hmm. then we had the plot of Deborah Joy Winans, Janae, who's trying to heal. And then we had Roderick, who was been in love with her the whole yes. time. And maybe and that's why he never had um, that's said why he never it with anybody, because he was yeah. holding a candle for her. I thought it was interesting, though. They were pressing him about being 33 and not ever settling or having a serious relationship. And I, I think 33 is young, but in yeah, my yeah. head though, that's that double standard. Cause I was like, okay, yeah. 33 Carrie women tend to want to settle. And then also we have a biological clock ticking. So I think right. 33 is a good age to, as a woman, think about gaming. But for me, I was like, well, maybe he's not ready. So I kind of had to check my own double standard. Yeah. 33 is a good time, I think, for a man to settle down as well. Yeah. But they yeah. were kind of like, well, why haven't you up till now? And I'm like, I don't want my sons rushing into anything. I want them to take their time and know it's right. You know, that's just kind of a little sidebar. I want them to take their time and date the right woman or man. And that's kind of what he said. He was kind of like, I'd rather, they were kind of like, how come none of your relationships have gotten serious? And he's kind of like, I don't want to waste any woman's time. I don't want to go one, two, three years. And she is thinking, okay, this Christmas I'm getting my ring. He's going to get, and if it's not that, he's like, I would rather end it sooner than later. I respect that. It hurts to be the woman, but the longer you're in it, we do Mm -hmm. have that kind of a fantasy that, okay, this Christmas or this birthday, this is it. He's Mm -hmm. about to pop the question. I say, don't, don't string someone along if you know in your heart, she's not it. And like you said, we learned that he was always in love with um, his twin's best friend. And that's an interesting thing. It's like, you never know that could make or break the relationship, the friendship. So those are, those are, um, you know, risky waters to, to paddle in because, you know, yeah, yeah. Dating the friend of a sibling and stuff. That's, that's taking a chance. Girl, if they look like Roderick, I just, (laughs) Lord have mercy. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good looking cat. Mm -hmm. Real fine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but was, I like Micah's boo better. He was more my speed. Was, but you know, but they were both fine. I'm like, hey, and uh, they both were fine. Yes, they were. Just different flavors of, of brothers. Mm-hmm. But still looking. But shoot, if, I, if either one of them looked like that, I'm like, girl, you better take a chance. And yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And then oh, we forgot that we, we had the mom. Who was getting out there? Oh, that was nice. You know, out there um, dating again. Yeah. I think her husband died. And yes. so she's a widow. And so she was still trying to get out there. And there was a man at her daughter's cafe who came there every yeah. morning to have coffee with her, basically. And so they started dating. And, and, and I really like that. Like that. And it shows that you can have love again at yes. an old age and older. Yes. Old, but older. 
age. You know and he I mean? made her giddy. I like the way that she described their little relationship. She was giddy and excited. And yeah, I, I loved that. That was very special. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, I don't know. I, I just, I think what I love most about it, because I guess because I'm kind of, I'm writing, I'm in the middle of writing a, a, something that mm-hmm. weird, weirdly enough has a set of twins in it. Mm-hmm. And one of the twins, the best friend is in love with the twin, but it's a it's 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 a rever- it's a guy, it's a reverse. So the guy's in love with the girl. So I mean, it was funny because I was like, I want my character to have that sort of built up passion that he has that he had for her. Like he had all this passion. Yeah, you mean like, over the years and stuff? He was like, I'm in love with you, and da, da, da. I yes. Like, when I yeah, it. when he said that, I was like, she needed to hear that because at that yeah. point she'd been in her therapy, she'd started yeah. doing the work. We don't know the time frame, mm-hmm. but um, she deserved to have a a man humble himself and say, I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you. You mm-hmm. know, I just feel like she needed that because she was in a relationship. They didn't get into the details, but. Her husband had cheated. He had done her wrong. And that can do a number on your self-esteem as much as we try to act like it doesn't and shouldn't. It can. And I think it feels really good to know there's this man who loves me and wants me and yearns for me. And mm-hmm. I love him too. I care for him too. But he really wants me. It's not just me. It's we're, you know, we both want each other. Nice. That feels so good. So I love that he was not afraid to say, you are what I want. You are what I need. I love mm-hmm. that. And I so related to her as somebody who's been divorced and I had a divorce yeah. that, you know, ended in, to be quite frank, with infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, there was a part where she's like, I did everything right. Like, yes. I, I'm not the one who cheated. I'm I not, felt that. Yeah. I, girl, I felt that in my spirit. Yeah, me too. I, me I, too. I, I've been there too. Like, and what was, and, yeah. and I, yeah, I guess the three years, the, the, it having been three years was like, wow, like she really needs to heal. Yeah. Or find a little piece to move on and distract yourself or something. Because right. that's how you feel in the relationship at the end of it as it's ending, as you're going through the separation. It's all very painful and raw and fresh. And she was so raw and painful. It was like, wow, three years. But I yes, I definitely I could relate yeah, to that. Like you said, they made me her having a little piece to move on. I don't think she was built for having no, like... she wasn't. For just having the string of relationships. Yeah. Um, no. Why no. She, was, she was much more paired with um Michael because he too was not a guy who was like yeah want to just have a bunch of you know yeah, he said that mm-hmm. he said that I don't want to have a bunch of girls I want to have you I want to have one something person. of substance yeah. yeah substance so it was it was a good plot I thought the, I thought the movie was good um one criticism mm-hmm. it lagged in a few places I thought it was mm-hmm. could have been sped up just a little bit and then they try to wrap things up so fast in the end I'm just like come on now they could but, have made it more exciting by showing a little more of the scene and the um the new booty the new the nude booze painting which was so funny because you literally just talked about that as a valentine's day or galentine's day fun event for the girls so that i chuckled because i thought about our podcast our live podcast that we did Mm -hmm. check that out if you haven't seen it but you you talked about that and i had been meaning to find one and when they had it i just said oh my god that's so cool but yeah i would have liked to see a little more of that play out Mm because demetria even talked about it on her instagram you know because a lot of the book was based on real life examples of her and her girlfriends Mm -hmm. so she shared about how when she went to 
the nude painting with her girlfriends and she kind of was live Instagramming it. And this was like in 2017. And she said her Instagram readers really, really enjoyed it. And she did a couple of risque stories as it was happening because she knew they would disappear and mm. stuff. And she said she actually lost an endorsement, like a hair endorsement over that. I don't know how risque yeah. the stories got. Um, and then she said her, and it was kind of cute, but she said her mother blocked her over that just for that period of time. <laughs> so, you know, she was brought, she said she was sipping wine and sharing stories and just talking oh, real no. gutter and having a good time with her girls. Yeah, she yeah. said she was sorry she lost the endorsement, but it, it is what it is. She was having fun. Like she has yeah. such a wholesome, but real Instagram. I feel like if a hair company can't handle that, then it you then they're not equally matched to you. You know, mm-hmm. and and if and I'm sure her mom, you know, followed her again. But it, it was cute right. and she was just kind of sharing examples of it. And I just I would have liked to see it was just hilarious. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that energy in the movie. But I think it might have been one of those things. They probably they probably did more filming in the um in the art studio and maybe had to cut it for time. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't yeah. keep everything. You can only keep what's important. But I would have liked to see her and her girls enjoying more of that light moment. You know, the guys, they didn't really show too much. I know it's on TV, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. something. Um, I also thought, I don't want to say it was slow, but there was something. I think I'm so used to watching, like, whether it's Lifetime, whether it's Hallmark or even BET. And if it's like a rom-com or just a romantic drama, there's usually something in the movie that happens. And it's like that turning point. And maybe the turning point was when he confessed to Micah that he was in love with her. But that was like a positive thing. I'm used to something happening that is like a little bit of a setback. And you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I was waiting for that moment. And I felt a little anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, is Micah's new boyfriend, the photographer, too good to be true? When they go out to this little event, is she going to see him kissing someone? And it turns out it was his ex-girlfriend but she kissed him and he broke up a while ago like or is it going to be that you know he confessed that he's in love with uh Janae or whatever her name is but then it turns out he blah 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 like I was waiting for something or was one of the 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 women married yeah or like Mm. the assistant who liked Roderick was she going to be like yeah yes yes I was know something like that I was right. thinking gonna happen like I you know, kept waiting I for something. something but yeah. I was like every good rom-com has that kind of conflict you know what I mean there's always that conflict it happens in the middle and it's resolved you know Hallmark is good the Hallmark holiday movies are good for that oh yeah. I thought you cared for me for this and you actually needed the promotion on your job and that's why you there's it, always that thing so I had it, a little bit it's funny, it's funny you called it the setback but that's what it's called it's called the romantic setback there's oh always, is it I did yeah, not know that oh my god I totally it, just called it that <laughs> Yeah. And then I did not know that's so yeah, funny. But yeah, every every good novel has that kind of art where right. it's like together, then bam, there's like a setback, and then you you say, "What's the conflict here?" Right. You have to figure out what the resolution to the conflict is. Are they yes, and they always get back together. Like there's, I don't yeah. know that I've really seen too many movies without that. So mm-hmm. I waited for it. Because there were about three or four couples to choose from. I thought even maybe the little older lady and her her little older boo might something. Maybe he tells you know. I just was waiting for something. A lesbian couple might break up. You know. I what did I mean? too. I did too. I thought because someone alluded to some unfaithful infidelity, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. is it them? Because everyone looked at them as the ideal couple. So there mm-hmm. are they going to announce at one of their little dinners, friends' night out, that they're separating, and everyone's going to be devastated or what? So it didn't happen. Um, and as the movie kind of wound down and you realized it wasn't going to happen, 
I was kind of like, oh, so I didn't know how I felt about that. Um, I realized it truly was a movie, as you said at the beginning, about friendships, about how they lean on one another, about how they get through the difficulties and the challenges in life through their bonds with one another and how they're more than more than friends, really more like family. And I guess that was what the movie was about. It wasn't about the romantic setback or whatever. I had, I I literally did have anxiety about it because I was like, Oh man, like I was just like, this photographer is too good to be true. There's going to be some tall willowy blonde model who comes and you know, or, or whatever. Just, I was waiting for the ball. They have the illusion of a setback. So sometimes even illusion. Yeah. Like, or maybe he was going to go travel and he needed he had a gig and then she goes to the thing to see him off and he changed his mind and they embrace and I decided to stay here instead he told her over dinner I'm gonna stay put so I thought there would be and that wasn't like a cheating setback but like kind of almost he slipped through her grasp when he was so perfect but now he has to fly to you know Ghana for for three months but yeah I don't know I didn't read the book so I don't know if there was a romantic setback in the book or if it just flowed as not fiction it's 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 non-fiction so okay okay fiction more like an advice book Mm -hmm. like like, think like think like a man like how they try to turn yes yes uh fiction you know okay you know kind of based around the book yeah even demetria makes a little cameo in the movie where she's reading her book you know i know that was cute i that was was nice i appreciate that speaking of demetria um i know that we were on her instagram a little earlier this week and i loved what she said about manifestation which we Mm -hmm. talked about a couple of podcasts ago about manifestation um and she basically talked about she said manifestation is real She said, in December 2018, I'm watching Christmas movies, and I was so moved by Roderick Williams that I post about him. So that's your boo in the movie. So it's kind of like, in 2018, she didn't predict that this movie would be coming out only three years later. But look at that. Look at God. And he's one of her leading men. So she's watching a holiday movie and she was touched by him and she posted about him. She said in July, 2020, he's cast and don't waste your pretty. She mm. said, I didn't even do the casting. Wow. I had a list of general lists of asks and TV one was like, yep, we're on it. So one thing she wanted, mm. um, one thing she asked for, she said, I want at least one visibly Brown woman in a lead role. Not mm-hmm. caramel, unmistakably brown. Right. I appreciate that because you know you can ask yeah. for a brown woman yeah. and you'll get like chili. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah, want the yeah. whole package and yeah. stuff. And there's no shade to a brown biracial looking woman, but we want. She said, "I wanted a brown woman, not any kind of ambiguity about it." Yeah. And it's, the, I guess that's Deborah Wine because you got yeah. the whole thing, you know. Um, yeah. She said, "Of the four women, I want someone around my size." And no one ever comments on her weight. And she never comments on feeling bad about not being a size zero. So just a beautiful, curvy, thick woman Mm -hmm. who is comfortable with that. Everyone around her is comfortable. And she's not the big girl who finishes last or doesn't get the fine guy or just as insecure has self-esteem. And I also think I love that Deborah Winans is getting because I don't think as charity, she was the big girl sister. She had her own issues with men and stuff but i don't i don't remember being highlighted that oh it's because she's this or that so never Never. yeah so she kind of rolled in one got that there was a lot of variety and beauty in the cast though so Mm -hmm. she said um she said i wanted some natural hair that kinks and coils and i want it to be good hair 
I don't mean straight or long. She said, throughout the film, I want good hair, meaning well-styled, quality yeah. wiggery. Because yeah. she said, you know how we do as Black folks. We will definitely judge a film by the attention yeah. to the hair, whether yeah. it's wigs or natural hair. I remember one of the major criticisms of Tyler Perry's last movie with um, Brescia Webb or whatever was that yeah, yeah. Um, the wigs were so bad and so low budget. Like, why do we about- do that as a yeah. people? Yeah. There's so many movies... Yes, yes. He wanted that thing, the barge movie. I was mad as hell at them wigs. And the Salt Pepper movie. We can just keep naming them. Like Shamar Moore had that bad cornrow wig. There's just no excuse when there's so many good lace parts. I don't want to go too far off topic, but I appreciate that Demetria is so grounded in what we need that she understood that. Look, whether the cast was bomb, whether the writing was bomb, whether the script was bomb, if the wigs and hair was raggedy, people are going to see that first and it's going to distract us from the quality that is the movie. So I appreciated that that was something that she also put in her manifestation. So she said to that end, she did get Derek J., you know, who we may know from Housewives of Atlanta. So he did the hair. Mm -hmm. He did the wigs and the hair. So that was on point. And she said, of course, I wanted snack-worthy men. You know, the best rom-coms have men that have... um, have have just gorgeous men and women in them and then you know that takes us back to Radaric. So I just it's just the power of manifestation. You know, you say it and you speak that positive energy into the light and then it happens. So I just wanted to share that that Instagram post because I appreciated that. So manifest. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should manifest mm-hmm. that my book becomes a movie and that mm-hmm. Bell will become the lead in my movie. Who was the one, the lead? <laughs> okay, from your lips to God ears. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Well, please. That's if you all listen, I'm saying. You to this podcast, but you know, Lord, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, it it was a great movie. I mean, it wasn't like a movie that has, like I said, the excitement and the thrill of this, and that, but it wasn't supposed to be. So I think if you go into it. See, like it's a beautifully shot movie, you know, mm-hmm. nice middle upper class, just regular professional black folks like you and I. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go into it knowing it is going to be that, you will enjoy it. Like if you're waiting right. for the big thing, like in um, The Best Man or whatever, Best Man Holiday, the, mm-hmm. the, the thing to be lost, the book and oh my God, when's it gonna, it's not that. But yeah. it's a wonderful movie about friendship and about love and about relationships and about mm-hmm. just kind of ordinary kind of things that we go through. So mm-hmm. it was really, it was enjoyable. I, I would watch it again. I would watch it again too. And I think I would enjoy it that much more. Not having the anticipation of something's going to happen. Just kind of watching it to watch it. Carrie Hilson did a great job. I don't know what her acting chops looked like before. I only know her as obviously the singer, but I thought she was fantastic. Um, everyone did good. Deborah's wonderful. It was a good combination of actors and experience. And everyone kind of carried their weight and did a nice job. Kudos to you, Demetria. Almost Christmas. Carrie Hilton was in that for a minute. It was cute. How long ago was that? I didn't see that. Years ago, it had Danny Glover in it and Monique and Gabrielle Union and some other people. Okay, okay. No, I didn't see her in that. It was a good movie. She was in it for a little bit. Okay. Her acting then. So she's pulling her way. She's trying to get it together. Good for her. Yeah, good for her, but kudos, yes, kudos, Demetria. We enjoyed it over here at Romance yeah. and Color, 
and uh, we're gonna definitely give it two thumbs two thumbs up mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely all right you guys we'll be back and we're gonna talk about this week's watching romance reading romance and listing romance recommendations be back in a second watching romance this week so we both said we watched the u.s versus billy um holiday over the weekend um versus billy holiday what did I, first of all kudos to andrew day she played the stew out of this billy yes holiday. she did yes she um, did i will i will say this beautiful gowns like <laughs> like 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 aretha franklin beautiful gowns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think the script may have needed some work here and there um beautiful actors i think yeah amazing yeah miss um, lawrence did a nice job too Ms. everyone did yeah wonderful miss lawrence was wonderful like i said fine ass tone bell even though he was despicable he was, was he, he the um fed no he was the guy who was beating her the oh gosh the looking um husband that was yeah. beating her but all her men was beating her yeah but, um yeah. not the first husband he was the second guy yeah. Who, who set her up and, and tried to uh, put the cocaine in her pocket, the heroin in her pocket? That was so dirty. Like, why did he? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's Tone Bell. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we had fine ass Travante Rhodes, who was just torn between actually falling in love with Billy and, you know, busting her for heroin. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was too much. It was too much. <laughs> it was a very busy movie. Busy and I guess movie. she died so early at 44. So I guess 44. they had a lot to cover. But um, it was a lot. I mean, I did think the plot was a little all over the place. And um, I enjoyed it very much. I have to say, I enjoyed the singing. I enjoyed, like you said, the gowns. It was beautifully shot. Um, I kind of, it's not my type of movie to watch usually, but I know those movies are important historically to watch. My dad loves Billie Holiday and jazz. So as a homage to him, I wanted to watch it. Um, and I'm glad I did. But like for a historical kind of um, entertainment, entertainer singer movie I enjoyed for example Ray much more because that plot touched me more but this one also was very just they and maybe it's hard to capture the drugs and her being high and most of her life was a blur as you know um too much just gratuity and nudity like maybe yeah we didn't need to see her breast that many times (laughs) mercy The one time when I thought it was appropriate, I think initially when she was arrested or something. Oh no, when when the Fed initially came in or something, when he when he set her up and she was like, "Do you want to see? You want to strip?" I thought that was it was graphic, but it was perfect and it was beautiful and it was poignant. We didn't need to see her breast three or four more times, okay? Because that one was raw and in your face, and he should have felt like an asshole, and she wanted him to. And she was also high at the time, probably. Yeah, sure. um, but yeah, the rest, even the sex scene at the end, which I thought one of the last ones, which I thought was beautiful when he was kind of hitting it from the back and then was like, I don't want to do it this way. And he wanted to kiss her and embrace her. We didn't even need to see. That could have just been silhouettes. So yeah, there definitely yeah, were yeah. some opportunities yeah. when think, it wasn't necessary. I think Lee Daniels, for some reason, I don't know why, but he just, the more like over the top, the better for him. Sometimes. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that with Empire. Did Lee Daniels do Empire? Okay, that's what I was about to ask. With Empire, over the top. It was just over the top. So some stuff, you know, he did pressure. 
over the top. I've literally seen Precious one time. I've not I've seen it one time too. I can't tolerate it a second time. <laughs> watch it again. It may, it may not hurt. So the TikTok memes of Precious or whatever sounds are enough. Yeah, to make Precious- me laugh. But I don't need to see the movie again. It was too difficult. <laughs> it was too yeah. difficult. It's too difficult. The subject matter. Yeah. So, you know, the, he had typical subject matter to deal with here. We didn't delve into a lot of other things about Billie Holiday. We didn't talk about her being bisexual. You know what I mean? She, yeah. she was Why would they leave that out? Yeah. I mean, she they kind of touched it a little bit. Was it with that white woman? Did yeah, they have a relationship? Yeah, with Lula Bankhead. The, the yeah, they could have gone more into that. I would have liked yeah. to know that. She had other I wondered about that. Yeah. yeah relationships with other black women as well. And um, they didn't really delve into that or the fact that, you know, she's out here you know, prostituting with her mama, and you know they they kind of touched on that. Oh, but they, well, they didn't really. Why would they neglect that? Because that would they had the perfect scene where they could have gone into that. Remember, she, she told the girl, "You need to get out there and start working or whatever." Oh, is that what she yeah, meant? Okay, okay. Kid. She was telling her, "You need to be out here working and make a man learn learn how to make a man feel good and all this." Yes, stuff. yes, mom did yeah, say and, that. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, I mean, there was so much that they left out, but I will say, Andrew Day slayed. She was. She so did. Good. And it's unfortunate if this wasn't the one that was the perfect one because she was the perfect Billie Holiday. And, you know, I don't know if an act, it's kind of like the just slightly disappointing feeling you have. Did you see that Outcast movie where they weren't allowed to use the movie, but on the music, I mean, but Andre 3000 played, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say Outcast movie, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Andre 3000 was the perfect uh, person to be cast as Jimi. But the problem with the movie is that they were not allowed to use any of of Jimi Hendrix music. They didn't get permission from the estate. So as a result, they had to use kind of like bootleg music. The plot was kind of crappy. And it was unfortunate because it was such great casting Mm -hmm. in in, um, Andre. But the movie was kind of not what it could have been. So mm. maybe this is an example of that. Beautiful casting, but maybe the plot in the movie wasn't quite what it could have been. I enjoyed it because they were able to do the music and the songs, but it was a little lacking. I mean, you know, I struggle with if I want the kids to see it or not, because it had some important themes that I want them to know. It even opened up with that graphic picture that my dad used to show us like every month. There was this book called The Black Book. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I think it's called mm-hmm. The Black Book, but it has like Renaissance pictures as well as like a lot of lynching. It's like a history of mm-hmm. the state of Black America. It was maybe published in the, I don't know when, but this was in the 80s. And mm-hmm. it opened, and in that book is the picture, that very infamous picture of the black man being burned um, in the fire at the stake and that huge circle of white men around him looking smug and smirking. So, you know, I think that's a picture that probably black kids grew up, their family, you know, showed them that. So, right, right. yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like, there are some important things that I want my children to see, but it wasn't the best movie. And at parts, I was kind of like, eh. You know, and then they were like, yeah. like you said, there were a whole lot of breasts in there <laughs> and stuff. So that may not yeah. be the historical movie I pick for them to see, but I do want them to see more about the lynching and the and what made us, you know, you know, our our roots and our history. For your sons, I would say they should look at Judas and the Black Messiah. That was oh okay. My, oh my, that's God. a good one. Okay, and Judas and the Black good. Messiah. Daniel Kaluuya, who also won a Golden Globe this weekend for playing Fred Hampton, was, oh my God, I just can't even, I can't even put into words how good it was. And look, you stand still. Okay. It was good. That's, thank you for that recommendation. So I'll take, is that on Netflix? It's on, it's on HBO Max. Um, It's going to make you piss, but it was so damn good that I just, 
she's gonna win an Oscar or at least be nominated for one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so will the girl that played his his pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so it was it that was good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I again I love I love Billie Holiday. I love you know her music. I love you yeah. know tragic life. I will say, like I said, Travante looked amazing. And Andre um, deserved her award for that. I'm really glad she won for leading actress. It was well received, well earned. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of the other kind of people on the periphery weren't used well. Even Evan Ross was in there. He wasn't even. Like, I saw Evan and his little handsome slim self. I knew that was him immediately with that little mustache and stuff. Yeah. yeah. A little, you know, color, or whatever. But he was just, you know. And I think because Diana Ross played Billie Holiday, maybe they wanted to do a little homage to that with her child. Yeah, um, I thought about that. But he could have been utilized in a in a better way. I mean, yeah, you know, it was yeah. such a marginal role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peripheral, I should say. I also also um like seeing our boy from Everybody Hates Chris. Um what is his name? I can't he has three names. Oh, that's right. I knew he looked yeah, familiar. He, oh, he done grown up. Jesse Tyler, um no, not is it Jesse Tyler? That's why he looked familiar. Okay. But anyway, um he was he was he was the um, trumpet player. Mm-hmm. So he's so grown now. He's just a grown man. I think, again, that's a movie I need to watch again. Uh, to be honest, I did watch it at work on my phone on Hulu. So I was pausing it and stopping it. And I thought that that might be why it felt a little disjointed to, for me. But no, it's it interesting to hear you say that that it wasn't because I was taking a couple mm-hmm. of little pauses and breaks and having to respond to stuff. It was no. just that way. Because there was even a scene that kind of I didn't follow it and I was like I need to watch this again with more attention. It was the one where she, you know, when they were playing the song and she ran and she saw someone being hung. I assumed, I don't know if she was reflecting to when she was a little girl and saw the lynching happen and then her fed boyfriend ran up and stopped her and then I'm not even sure why he decided to use drugs. Was it to fit in? in the beginning to show them that he was trustworthy? Was it to just have the experience so he could be in her yeah. shoes for a minute? I'm not even sure. that was about. It like, was why about would you shoot up of all things? That is so <laughs> Like, what? Like, you didn't you need to do that. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what that was always. Did he want to feel her pain or feel what she Maybe. Because I think yeah, it was more than showing the band that he could be trusted. Because he even said to them, I can't be. Because if you do this, I have to report this. Ba, ba, ba. So... But yeah, no, it just, there were things that I'm sure had more meaning that they couldn't include everything. I think that observation you made about Lee Daniels is a very accurate one, how he tends to kind of want to do the most and be over the top. Because Empire is a perfect example of that. I thought that was because it was supposed to be about these flashy, really wealthy, you know, first generation wealthy folks. But maybe that's just his style in general. And that I'm, I'm beginning to learn. I didn't know he did Precious. That was super extra and over the top and stuff. So I yeah, guess he, he figures if he's going to give it to you, he's going to give it to you. But yeah, sometimes it's not necessary. Yeah. Funny thing is this week, um, I don't know if you heard, but what's his name? Lawrence Otis Graham, the guy who wrote Our Kind of People, he died, right? Okay. Lee Daniels is doing like a series about our kind of people. <laughs> or, I don't know. I think SX or Hulu or something like already shot the first episode is lee the one who owed dame dash that money and they had that confrontation in the thing and dame was like get me run me my money and he was like yeah and then he got him the money or was it right who owed who the money he owed dame 
Oh, gosh. I'm glad he got him that money. I don't know why he didn't pay him back after his first successes, but maybe he didn't have it. But anyway, I'm glad Dame got his money. Good job on this movie, Lee, and stuff. And um, congratulations to the cast because the Golden Globes came up quickly. So I'm glad that this movie was able to be included. Because you know sometimes how that goes. We might have had to wait for the 2022 Golden Globes. And then it's not at the forefront of people's minds. And something else came out. A lot of things um, had been shifted around. So a lot of people already had the pressers and the and the kind of releases early. Yeah, but, especially because this was a Hulu yeah, release. This might yeah. have gone to the theaters. Who knows? Yeah, not before yeah. COVID. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad they yeah. got recognized fresh after it came out, and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll get more people to stream it and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because coming to America is. I don't even know why I'm clapping for that. He's about to mess up our the whole thing now. See. I don't know. I just don't think it was necessary. And I'm shocked that Eddie would have even agreed to this. But I also feel like Eddie is very um, he's very discriminating in what he chooses. So I don't think he would have signed on to this if it's not genuinely funny, like if it's trash. So I'm clinging on to that hope that for that reason, it's going to be good. But I just, you know, it's such a cult classic for us that that's one movie that every single friggin' time it comes on of whatever TNT Comedy Central with the commercials. I'll just keep it on. I'll be doing stuff around the house and I'll just keep it on. There's not many movies like that. Friday is another. There's Coming to America. I don't know. There's only a handful that I won't turn. I'll watch it every time. And, um... He, I don't want him to taint it, but whatever, it is what it is. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. Is that this week that it's coming out? Yeah, it's, it comes out Friday. Um, oh, be another beautiful gown situation. <laughs> it's gonna be the scenes shot in Africa are gonna be yeah. really beautiful and elaborate and ornate. What yeah. we were hoping for from that Bollywood meets Nollywood movie oh. and stuff. So they're gonna do it up with this and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Leslie Jones. Do I think she's the right fit to be the baby mama? We'll see. We like, shall see. Like, like was Tiffany Haddish not? Was she busy? Like, I don't know. Like, don't as know. as the mom, right? She would have been good too. But oh, I think she would have been even maybe a better fit. But anyway, this movie I randomly get compared to Sherry Headley all the time. I don't think that I look like her, but I do. And it's like, as this movie comes closer, I hear it more and more. It's a weird thing. I think it's like my cheekbones and my chin, like they're prominent, like her. It's 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 very bizarre. But yeah, the, that tends to come up when they show it on TV. Oh my God, you know who you look like? The girl from, yeah. So anyway, this this will be interesting. I'm, I'm just yeah. as eager as I am like, Oh, anxious yeah. to see this mess, but um, yeah. I'm into so, America too. You said yeah, next Friday. Yeah. Well, this Friday coming this up. This Friday, yeah. okay. So when people are air- hearing our podcast, they will yeah. have that to enjoy. On net, is it Netflix or what? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, very good. I do have that, so I'm looking forward to that. Amazon Prime. I I'll have to watch. I'll have to catch that after I watch WandaVision. But you know. Okay, and I'm gonna catch that after I watch the Biggie documentary because I'm gonna watch. I'm too. I'm gonna watch that this week. Hmm. About that, that's coming out too. Yeah, that that comes out March first. Came out March first, I should say. A little right now for a lot of romances. Um, yeah. You know, we'll probably get something when the spring really like amps like ramps up. Yeah. So we don't have yes. any like romances to review right now, um, movie wise. 
mm-hmm. um, because we had a blast for Valentine's Day and stuff like that. Yes. So it, it would kind of be like a lull. And then when spring rolls around, we'll have the spring stuff and, you know, wedding season. And they'll have a bunch of movies then. But that's mm-hmm. yeah, a lot. So, yeah. So in, in uh, this week's reading romance, I have one recommendation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and, and, and like limit it to one every week because I can okay. only read one book a week. Um, this one is called Learned Reactions. It's by Jace hmm. Ellis. Um, it's the second book in her higher education series. I read the first one, which was called Learned Behaviors, which was so good. Um, but this one is Learned Reactions, and the synopsis is Carlton Monroe is finally getting his groove back. Mm. After playing dad to his nephew and sending him safely off to college, is back to his bachelor ways. But when his teenage niece shows up on his doorstep looking <laughs> for a home, his plans come to a screeching halt. Families, everything, and in the eyes of social services, a couple makes a better adoptive family than an overworked bachelor father. A fake mm. relationship with his closest friend is the best way to keep his family together. Oh, this is cute. This is cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm him and Dion are complicated well it only needs to last until the semester living with Carlton is a heartbreak waiting to happen and once the adoption goes through Dion's out he's waited two decades for Carlton to realize they're meant for each other and he's done it's time to make a clean break but it's hard to think of moving away when keeping up the act includes some very real pet perks like kissing it didn't and- need to mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh, so good. The race must come to an end, though. As the holidays begin, departure date long, the two men must decide whether playing house is enough for them or if there's any chance that they could be a family for real. Oh, so, my goodness. What a great plot. What an amazing plot. Fake dating, fake dating is one of the tropes that I absolutely love in romance. Me, too. I, you know what? I didn't realize it till now, but I love when couples have to feign like they're in a relationship and you know they end up falling. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. You know, I like when they're kind of like me and they don't like each other. That whole thing. They yeah, butt heads. Lovely. They have to like yeah. fix up a house and then have to, you know, <laughs> do it grudgingly. And then at the end, but I love, uh, a, a, like you just described, like that trope. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that. So that's one of my favorites. So Jace Ellis is a really talented um, mm-hmm. writer. She writes, it's a woman, and she mm-hmm. writes uh, LGBT masculine uh, men-men romances, which is very interesting. Oh, predominantly men-men? That's so interesting. She is queer herself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I appreciate that. Um, but she, she, she does a really good job of, you know, making these men seem so like yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's you'll really enjoy them the books are amazing like i said the mm-hmm. first book learn behaviors and the second book in the series is called learn reactions so oh, that's um, so cute what a great plot plot it's really really good y'all mm-hmm. so so in listening romance shakina you didn't have any you didn't have any um no not this week next week i got y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> One, you know what? You could have said, listen to some Billy Holiday. That would have been oh, good. yes, yes, yeah. And the soundtrack for Don't Waste uh, Your Pretty was also so nice. I wasn't able to Google it and find it, mm-hmm. but maybe that'll become available later. But they had some really nice songs. Yeah, some I recognized and some I didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there was, I think they might have played some like Lucky Day, who's a singer. Okay. Um, 
I think they play I think they play Lucky Day. Um, but that was a really good soundtrack. But lately mm-hmm. I've been writing a lot and been listening to a hell of a lot of Anita Baker. Okay. <laughs> oh, we love Anita like, Baker. Her like, voice is know? so sultry and deep. I know Tony Braxton always said that was her inspiration because she felt self-conscious yeah. about having a deep kind of throaty yeah. voice as a vocalist. It wasn't really heard of. So she said Anika ba- Anita Baker was kind of her muse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we have by Anita Baker and listening to romance? Sweet love. Mm-hmm. The other day, I thought to myself, oh my God, Anita, like, sis, when you hit those notes, they just mm-hmm. did something to my soul. And, you know, everybody knows the words to sweet love. You don't know yeah. if you're black. Mm-hmm. Sweet love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Your mama love you. Everybody yes, no, we love, even that opening <laughs> melody. Yeah. And I heard, and recently I heard a guy sing. I heard um, Avery Wilson. Oh. And I was just like, oh my God. It's just. I like, don't think I've ever heard a male rendition of Sweet Love. Oh my goodness. The other day he was singing um, No One in the World, too. Um, oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, but that's a good one. I'm going to listen to some Anita Baker. I mean, you, you probably, if you were born in the 80s, you probably was conceived in some Anita Baker. Okay. <laughs> right. I was not. I was born in 79. I can guarantee I was probably conceived to <laughs> But I, but, but maybe you, you were know. conceived of Teddy Pendergrass or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was the Whispers. Was oh, the Whispers. Okay. The <laughs> group. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Anita Baker is just classy from Detroit. Yeah, she is the truth. Mm-hmm. The true legend, the true gem. If you ever get a chance to go see her live, please do. You will, you will be doing yourself a a, a big service. Um, by going to see her live, she's just amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, awesome. Find um, Avery Wilson. I don't want to get I don't want to get hit on here for for playing it, mm-hmm. but it's so it's it was so good. Um, I was like I've never heard a guy sing "No One in the World" like that. Oh wow! Find is this it? Can you hear that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds so good. Oh. Woo, goodness. Woo. Is it two people singing or just him? Him and another guy, um, piano named Anthony Mack. Uh, okay, Anthony, yeah, no, uh, I heard a little different. Oh my goodness, that was beautiful. Uh, Stevie Mackey, who is a vocal coach to the stars, he's a vocal coach to J Lo and a whole bunch of other people. Things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pre COVID called Taco Tuesdays. I'm a huge music person, too, y'all. Mm-hmm. So things called Taco Tuesday when you have all these famous people coming over singing like I mean he had um Amber Riley over there he had Jasmine Sullivan name them they they were there singing Tori Kelly all these other people mm-hmm. singing and Avery Wilson was his friend he was always there singing too but yeah he I mean who child at that version oh my goodness 
Y'all go to Anita Baker, okay? That is my homework for y'all. Thank you for that recommendation and that reminder to pull out our Anita Baker. Yes. So anyway, that was our podcast for today. We hope you enjoyed Follow us everywhere on social media at Romance and Color. Romance and Color with an N is on us Twitter. Romance in color on instagram and on facebook um the group is romance in color hopefully i'll be back on facebook tomorrow so. <laughs> i gotta check out your live <laughs> on facebook tomorrow with their ridiculous asses but anyway <laughs> um, have a great week a safe week great have a great week. week guys and enjoy some movies this week some recommendations that we've made yes yes and you all have an amazing week we'll talk to you guys later bye bye guys stay safe